and, uh, and, and, and have the same book they got. And uh, if we come over to your place, we have the right to, to exercise with you what we will. But tonight, yea, before the day was, I am he. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. Now notice what God says. He says, I will work, and who shall let it? I'm going to read that verse again. Yea, or yes, before the day was, I am he. Before there ever was a creation, I am he that was here. I'm just giving you the interpretation now. I'm not rewriting nothing. Before there ever was anything that is, God was. What a statement. Goes on to say, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. If you are in the hand of God tonight, nothing can deliver you out of his hand. John chapter 10, verses 28, 29, and 30 tells us that I am in the hand of God, safe and secure, and no man, nothing, no one, nothing can pluck me out of my Father's hand. If you're in his hand tonight, you're safe and you are secure. Don't you let the devil lie to you. He said, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. He says, I will work. I want you to say that with me out loud. I will work. He won't ask permission. He won't seek approval. What does God say? He said, I will work. Then notice what he said. Who can stop me? That's what that means. Who shall stop it or let it? Let means to conclude. Who can conclude it or who's big enough to stop him from working? I want to preach for just a minute on a God can't nobody stop. A God can't nobody stop. There's a whole lot of things you can put the brakes on in this world. There's a whole lot of things that you can alter in this world. You can slow them down and even stop them in their tracks. But God ain't one of them. I'm glad to know tonight. He said, I will work and who shall stop me? Some of us think that we've got some kind of a a hold on God. Go ahead and sit down before I forget you standing up. Some of us think we got some kind of a hold on our own life. But the truth of the matter is you didn't give it to yourself and you can't keep it or claim it for yourself. Your life belongs to God whether you're a creationist or not or an atheist or not. 
I don't know what your mindset is on creation or where you came from or where you're going. But I know this. It ain't all up to us, honey. God is the creator. And before there was a creation, God was. And he said, I will work. And who can stop it? Let me give you three simple thoughts tonight around verses one through seven. You'll find the first one. Number one, can't nobody stop this God from helping his people. Yes, sir. From helping his people. Let me read verses one through seven. I'm just going to let the word of God talk to us tonight and we'll just read some verses and I'll get out of the way. Look at verses 1 through 7. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, and I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. Look at verse 2. When when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Now I want you to write down in your Bible, he says, I'll help my people when the floods of adversity come, 2A, when the fires of attack come, 2B, and when the fears of aloneness comes, In 5a, look at verse number 5. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I want to tell you tonight, the political machinery may be moving at a corrupt pace, but I want to tell you, God has not forgot about his people. This old world may not be a friend to the faithful, but I sure am glad to know God's still working. We're in a place to where it looks like uh, the, the entire artillery of God has come to a slow halt. It looks like nothing is really happening. It looks like everything's bombarding us and everything's coming against us. But I came as an ambassador of God tonight to ram back and tell you in a loud fashion, God is still working. God is still moving. God is still taking care. And God is still putting his stamp of approval. And God is still blessing the children of God. No matter what the political scene says, no matter what the democracy says or the republic says, I'm glad the Senate don't have a hold on God and I'm glad that uh, Congress don't have a hold on God. Obama hadn't got a hold on God. His mama hadn't got a hold on God. I'm trying to tell you tonight, can't nothing stop God from working because God said, I will work. Number one, you can't stop him from helping his people. I was talking to Jason McNeese. Jason went on several uh, months back, went on a missions trip down to Honduras. 
when he went to the airport, he had put a bunch of his stuff together and he had gotten an old travel bag he had and he put some Bibles and some tracts in it and he didn't even think to check it and there was an, a blade, a knife blade up under the bottom thing that you know how those bags fold up and the bottom folds up with them. Well, when you fold that bottom out, something can get underneath there and you lose it. Well, this knife was underneath the bottom cardboard of that old bag. He didn't know it was in there. He put all of his stuff in that bag and it was a carry-on. And he had his Bibles and his book and his tracts and stuff he was going to use. He set it up there in that x-ray machine and put his shoes up like you've got to do for Homeland Security. And all of a sudden, somebody bailed out of the corner on him. And there was three men with these funny-looking outfits on and these hats on, and they were from Homeland Security. And they took him in a back room and shut the door. They interrogated him for 45 minutes, one fella. Another fella came and spent about 30 minutes interrogating him. And then... They call for the higher up. They call for the big cheese. They call for a lieutenant in that crowd that was overshadowing and overseeing the ones that had already talked to him. He came in there and put the others out. He said, boy, tell me what you're doing. He said, I'm a Baptist preacher, sir, like I told these other two men. I'm on my way to a missions trip in Honduras and I had no idea, number one, I was carrying anything like a weapon. And he said, I am sorry about it, willing to throw it in the trash and do whatever. That man said, you're a Baptist preacher going on a missions trip. He said, yes, sir, that's the truth. He said, son, I want you to get all your stuff up and I want you to get ready to get back in line. He said, listen to what I'm telling you. This came from Jason's lips. He said, this morning, when I opened my Bible and prayed and asked God to use me today, the Holy Ghost told me I would help a preacher today. He said, you it. Get your stuff and get out of here. I want to tell you, you might think you're down for the count. You might think you hadn't got an option. The devil might have told you, I got you where I want you. But I come to tell you, tonight, hallelujah, God will help his people. And there ain't nothing nobody can do about it. Somebody give him praise in the house of God. Aaron. Stand up and testify loud. I don't know what you got to say, but you got something to say about God helping his people. Testify loudly.
Tell it. Tell it. you to see not only you can't stop this God from helping his people and you can't stop God from humbling the proud. Look, I'm just going to read some verses. Have you got your Bible open? I hope you do. Look at verses 14 to 17. Notice what he says. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sakes I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in their ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. He said, I sent to Babylon and I dealt with them. Their confidence was in their ships. Their merchandise was in their ships. Their fame was in their merchandise and their capability to enforce a financial system that was going to make them happy. He said, but I broke them down. He said, I put them in their place. He said, I went there and dealt with them. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrat might look at God's house and think we're a bunch of fuddy-duddies. And the Republicans might look at us as a bunch of branded nuts that hadn't got one ounce of sense. But I want to tell you, God's got a way of humbling that crowd. God's got a way of enforcing his word. And God's got a way of bringing his children out as their redeemer and standing them up in full force and full power and blessing them in the days just before his coming. He's already got this, this, this country in a place that ought to be on its knees. He's already got this bunch in this entire place where they ought to be down begging and crying out on God. They're not, but they ought to. We're going to continue to do it. We're going to continue to give him praise. We're going to continue to shout the victory. We're going to continue to honor his name. We're going to continue to praise him and stand with him. Hello, church. I said we're going to stay put. And give God glory. Somebody praise him tonight. Number three. Look with me at the last one. What was the first one? You can't stop God from helping his people. You can't stop God, number two, of humbling the proud. And you can't stop God, number three, from healing your past. Let me read if I can and look on the screen with me. Isaiah chapter number 43 in verses 18, 19, and 21. Look at 18. He says this, Remember ye not the former things, neither remember the things of old. Leave those Budweiser thoughts. Leave those cocaine thoughts. Leave those drug parties behind. Leave the scars of the devil. Leave 
the places and the imprints that hell made on you and walk in newness of life. We've been set free and delivered through the power of God. He goes on to say, consider, neither consider the things of old. Verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. I got to say that again. Behold, I will do a new thing. Can I say it one more time? Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. The beast of the field shall honor me and the dragons and the owls because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I give drink to my people, my chosen. Verse 21, this people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Can I say number one, he'll heal your past through new thoughts. Verse 18, number, th- number two, through new trails. Verse 19, and a new testimony. Verse 21, how many of you are glad God will give you new life when you come by faith and repent and trust the Lord? Somebody help me rejoice in God tonight because we have a God you cannot stop from working. Stand up with me. Come over and pray, Brent. Ask God's help and strength. Let's bow our heads together. Pray for the people. We have a God that cannot be stopped. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you that in our lives there's nothing that can hinder you from doing what you choose to do. God, I thank you that you are ever present in the midst of my troubles. I thank you for people that's gathered around this auditorium tonight who have just heard a word that is stirred in their heart. Their minds were brought back to a time when God didn't give up on them. And God, I thank you for that. Lord, I ask you to help these people. Help us as a church body. God, help us as Victory Baptist Church. Lord, we need you. We need you to continue. I thank you that there's a word in my Bible that says, he that had begun a good work and a new work in me shall perform it. I'm glad that you are the author and finisher of my faith. I'm glad that there's nothing that this world can do to hinder that. There's nothing that the devil can do to hinder that. God, I ask you as everyone's coming, as everyone's stepping out and coming to this altar and crying out on you and praying to a God who has done something new in our lives. God, we ask you that whatever step that you would continue to make new bounds and new strides in our life. Don't let us... uh, Uh, put be pushed back don't let us fall back to the wayside but God let us keep pushing forward unto the end oh God we ask in Jesus name that you'd help us and for Jesus sake we love you bless everyone gathered around this altar bless those who are heartbroken bless those who are going through divorce bless those oh God who are ready to give up and throw in that white towel God we ask that you would just sweep through here send your sweet holy ghost move in and out of these pews for that one who thinks he's way beyond your help for that one who thinks you'll never hear his cry may the word of God ring out 
that one that says that your ear is not too deaf that you can't hear. May they hear the verse that says your arm is not too short that it can't reach. We thank you for those who have come to know you recently. God, we ask that you would encourage them. You would begin to strengthen them. You would begin to grow them in the gospel. Oh, Lord, don't let them fall back. Don't let them go back. There's nothing in this world left for them. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, we pray and ask you to help us. In God's name, we pray. Father, take the word of God tonight from Isaiah 43. Tattoo tattoo it in my heart. Cause it, I pray tonight, not to escape my mind. Help it never to leave my thought process. Let me know that you're a God that cannot be stopped when it comes to helping people, when it comes to humbling people, and when it comes to healing people. God, every one of us need a touch from our past. Every one of us needs a humbling tonight. And every one of us needs a God that'll help us. God, I am a five-generation drunkard, a five- and a fifth-generation alcoholic on my way to a drunkard's grave when Jesus passed by, gave me a brand-new thought process, gave me a brand-new trail to walk and a brand-new testimony to give. Glory to his name. I thank you tonight for your goodness to us. And we bless your sweet name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Honey, you got...